This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Well, we want to welcome everybody tonight, and we are about to celebrate the entrance into 2017. 2017 is going to be one of the most amazing years for you and I. I want you to make sure that you listen carefully to the word that God has given us tonight, because I believe that it can transform not only your life, not only our churches, your families, your spiritual families, but I believe that it will have real impact on this nation. This will be a year, a watershed year, because of what the word of the Lord is this year. This year is us leaving 2016 going into 2017. Or in the Hebrew uh, calendar, we're leaving 5776 going into 5777. That sounds exciting right there, doesn't it? 5777. So I I just want to say a few things about entering and leaving. You know, the Hebrew calendar is an amazing calendar because it has ways of describing things that are spiritual. And these are dynamic. For example, the calendars talk about the year Tishri or the month Tishri. Well, Tishri comes in the seventh month, okay, and it comes in the first month. Tishri is the beginning of the new year, and it comes on the calendar, the civic calendar, as the first month. In October. But on the religious calendar, it's the seventh month. Now you look at me like, well, Pastor, that doesn't make sense. Why don't they just have one calendar? Well, you know, you and I do the same thing. You just don't understand that how it works sometimes. We have a civil calendar. We have a calendar that you and all work off of. It's called January 1st to December 31st, right? But then don't you have a fiscal calendar for your businesses? How many of you have a business that stops in February or in June or in October, and that's the fiscal calendar? And what about the school calendar? So it's the same thing, that we have calendars within the calendar, and the Jewish people understood that, and you and I sometimes, we are not aware of that, so we just think it's one calendar. No, the Jewish mindset thinks differently. Amen? Amen. All right. So... Uh, Israel works off those two calendars. The religious calendar, uh, of course, uh, is in the fall. And, uh, you know, we, we want to see uh, the spring and the religious uh, events. The spring feasts have already all taken place prophetically. But there are the fall feasts that are yet to come. And so as we begin to study this year about fall feasts, you're going to find out that we're going to begin to practice the fall feast because they're preparation for the return of Jesus Christ. And so I want you to get your heart right and understand why these are so important. And if the first three have already taken place with Jesus coming the first time, I think we're knocking on the door of the second three or the last three taking place with Jesus' imminent return. Okay? Now, the word Tishri Okay, on the, and, and Tishri on the religious calendar is the seventh month. I said it's the first month on the 
civil calendar. But the word Tishri means begin or release. To begin or to release. Now, the year 20, or the year 50, or 5776 means, and has a meaning, it's a, it's a very peculiar meaning, it means the king is in the field. The king is in the field. Okay? And you put that together with the idea of October, Tishri, 577, the beginning of the new year. And the new year is the king releases his sword. The king releases his sword. So the context of what I want you to see is that in the book of Judges, the 17th chapter, this is kind of the... Uh, scripture that communicates the spirit and the condition of the time that I think we're in. It says, in those days, Judges 17 verse 6, in those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Everyone did what was right in his his own eyes. Now, this number, 5777, 5777, this new year that we're entering into, has two very significant Numbers, okay? Ayin and Zayin. Ayin and Zayin. The year of the sword of the crowned king is what it literally means. The year of the sword of the crowned king. So I can tell you that the word of the year is the word is the year of the sword of the crowned king. But it's not enough to know what the word is. We need to know what it's going to do, okay? So seeking understanding of the season that we're in and the season that we're going into is really important. First of all, we have to understand the numbers. So let's talk about the numbers tonight, and let's get ready to understand the numbers. In this Hebraic calendar, 5700, okay, 5700 is, has a phraseology to it. When you have 5700, it means may it be the year of, and then every year in 5700, 5701, may it be the year of, whatever one means. Now we've come up to 507, 5777, okay, and it has a meaning. So if you follow the years after that, this year is 577, and it's... The 77 is, 70 is Ayin, and 7 is Zayin. So 577, 5777 is the year of Ayin, Zayin. So what does that mean? Well, Ayin means to see eye to eye. It means to have two eyes to perceive, but it also has a negative and a positive side to it. It's kind of like the shin. You get to decide if it's going to be negative or positive. You get to decide if you're going to be optimistic or pessimistic. You're going to get to de- you get to decide whether this means that the cup is half empty or the cup is half full. So the way that God looks at this is he says, I'm giving you A-N. A-N is 70. So in the s- decade of the 70s, I want to come to where you can see eye to eye. I want to be able to look at you eye to eye. I want you to be able to have eyes that perceive, eyes that can see, eyes that are open. I want you to have spiritual eyesight. 
So then you have this word zayin. Now zayin is sword the, or the crowned man, both meanings. The crowned man or the crowned man with a sword or the sword. So again, you get to determine the choice. You must decide whether you will see your cup half full or half empty. You either see the blessing or you'll see the curses. Deuteronomy says, I set before you life and death. I set before you blessing and curses. And then God goes on to says, choose life and choose blessing. Zayin. Now, Zayin is an amazing picture because it's a picture of the vav, which is the number of man, with a crown on it. And it looks like a sword. This is a fantastic picture. And the idea is that the way the vav is formed, it has a head and then it has legs, which means man. It's the number six. But when you put the crown on it, okay, it shifts and it becomes the sword and it becomes seven. So it's the man with the crown carrying a sword, which is where we get the number seven. Does that make sense? So five, seven, 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 five, seven, seven, seven is may it be the year of seeing the sword of the crowned man or king. Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus is the crowned man. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Now, to the Jewish mind, they are looking for this year to be the year of the Messiah or the crowned king with his sword. They're looking for a Messiah to come. They're looking for the Messiah that they've been looking for for a long time. But this is the year that he's supposed to come. We, as believers, understand what it's all about. We need to anticipate seeing the sword of the Lord in this coming year. We have to understand that God's sword is coming because we already know that our Messiah has come. Amen? Hallelujah. Secondly, not only do we need to understand the numbers, we need to understand the time of the king. In the 70s, 570, 70s, okay, it starts with 5700 and it goes all the way to 5777 where we're at now. But there's 77 years that have taken place. 77 is a significant word. In 2010, it was the year 5770 for the Jews. Now we're more than halfway through the 70s, okay? And the decade of the 70s is in the second half. But the first part of the decade, the first five years had to do with seeing. Had to do with perception. Had to do with revelation. Had to do with having a seeing eye. But 2017 or 77 from the Hebrew calendar, this is an important time for us in Hebrew. Now, it has to do with the word remember and the word time. And it starts with the letter Zayin. So let me try to explain this to you. Because we have to understand the Jewish mindset. 
So from 2010 to 2015, which would be 5770 to 5775, the first half of this decade was an increase in prophetic revelation and understanding. The Jewish mindset would say this was a time of learning and growing. So for those of us that are believers, I believe that these last five years or these last six years for us have been a time of learning and a time of growing. Some of you have learned lessons and you've grown from them. Some of you still haven't learned the lesson and you haven't grown. But God desired it to be a time of learning and growing. Often we are confronted with hardship, we're confronted with tough times because God wants to lead us through the storm, through the fire, through the 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 the, the, the uh, uh, the, the, through, through the different issues of our lives so that we can learn the lessons he needs to teach us so we can be successful for the next venture, Amen. the next phase, the next stage of what God has for us. 2016 to 2020, which is 5776 to 5780 in the Jewish calendar, is the second half. And in the second half, there's an increase in implementation and experience. In other words, what God wants in the second half of this decade is for us to put in practice what we have been learning. Put into practice where we've been growing. So this is a year, and we're into the second year of this already in this season, where we should be putting into practice. We should be implementing. Now, we have just left a year and are going into another year where we should be expecting things to happen. Now, the end of the Jewish year is October, so we're already well into the new year in the Hebrew calendar, 5777. But for those of us that are here tonight, we're celebrating 2017, the new year on the, what is it, which calendar? The civil calendar, our civil calendar. That's what we're doing. So there should be an expectation right now in your hearts and an excitement about what is transpiring in this season, in this time. For five years, we, are, we have been learning. For five years, we've been growing. For five years, we've been having an eye-to-eye relationship. We're beginning to see things with spiritual eyesight. But these next five years are five years of implementation. We're already well into the second year of implementing, and we're well into the second year of not only implementing, but putting into practice the things that we've learned. For five years, we were growing in the revelation, and now the next five years should be activating that revelation. 5777 is the year of the sword of the crown king. You see, we're entering... Amen. We're entering into the days of the king. We are in the second year of kingdom authority and kingdom power. We are in the second year of kingdom restoration and kingdom dominion. We should be operating with the king. It's time for the church to rise up and enter into her rightful place. It's time to take back what has been stolen. 
You know, God has been speaking and giving the church and the saints revelation and insight. But now is the time for us to activate and implement what we have been, what we have been learning. The prayer, or I think the prophetic word that I'd like to give today, would be this. To the degree that you can bear pain, allow revelation to bring about physical changes in your life and your behavior is the degree to which I will release the weight of influence on your shoulders. That's a powerful word. You see, many of us run away from every pain there is. We run away from every problem. We run away from every trouble. We avoid that. And what it does is it causes you not to grow. But to the degree that you've been able to bear the burden, carry the pain, suffer a little while, go through the storm, go through the fire, to that degree that you're able to bring about physical changes in your life is to the degree to which God will release the weight of influence on your shoulders. And the government comes upon his shoulders. You understand that. He's going to give you governmental authority. The people of this season, like no other season, need to understand that there's a prayer in this season like no other season. And the prayer of this season is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we've never prayed that prayer, we should be praying it now because that's what God wants to do. The third thing you need to understand is that there is the sword of time. Now I have a whole message on this and I'm not gonna get into it tonight, but throughout the next few weeks, coming into this new year, I'm going to be speaking to you about the sword of time, okay? But you need to understand this. The number 5777 in the Hebrew calendar, the number seven is the number of completion. It's the number of perfection. It's finished. Zayin is the number. It's called Zayin. Everybody say Zayin. When God decides or divides time. When God divides time in the scripture, he does it with the word zayin. The symbol of a sword, it also represents something that is finished or completed. So when God says he is done with this, it is Zayin, and his sword falls. This, is, this word is used only once in the book of Ezra, but ten times in the book of Daniel. In Daniel 2, in verse 21, it says, And he changed the times, the Zayin, and he changed the seasons. Zemain, Z-M-A-N. And he changed not only the times, but he changed the seasons, and that's a set or appointed time. This is a time, or this is a time of dividing the time. What does that mean? 
It's the season to judge time. So I need you all to expect a shift in the climate of the atmosphere. You know, Pastor Bonnie often talks about the atmosphere, the shift in the atmosphere, creating a different atmosphere. But I'll tell you what, you need to believe that there's an atmospheric change that's taking place this year. There are things that are ending, and that means with the end comes a new beginning. It's a year of new beginnings. There's a changing season, not only a changing time, but a changing season. It's a new atmosphere, a new climate, a new culture. We're coming into a season of theocratic rule, the rule of the king. The king is, by the way, seven, uh, the, the, the number 5776 meant it was the king was in the field. He's no longer in the field. He's the king that's, a, that's crowned and he's carrying the sword today. Last year he was in the field. This year he's carrying a sword and he's cutting some things. You need to see things coming to a close or a finish and you need to see new things beginning. I'd love to elaborate on that, but some of you have thought that this season would never end. Some of you thought that this time would never finish. Some of you have locked yourself into thinking this is how it's going to be. You need to see those things cut off and new things begin. Now, remember I said that this can be a negative or positive. You don't have to do anything. If you leave here after hearing this year's word and you decide to do nothing, you not only... To not only look for or believe that there can be a new beginning, or if you choose to hold on to your old paradigms and your old things, that is your choice. And it's your decision. But I guarantee you, you'll not receive the new thing if you hold on to the old. You must understand that as a pastor and as your leader, I can only hold forth the word of truth to you. I can't make you believe this. I can't make you take the word of the year. I can only say, hey, this is a season that you want to cut some things off. The, the king is in the, in, and the king is with his sword right now. This is a year, and you have to make this choice. You have to make the decision. But this year, I will see the sword of the Lord, Zain. You need to start looking for the end, for the thing to be cut off. And you have to start believing that there is a new beginning. There's a change of season. One season is finished and a new one is upon us. But let me tell you something. When seasons change, you need to change the way you act. You need to change the way you dress. When rainy season begins, you don't dress the same way as you do in the middle of summer. When rainy season ends, you have to change the way you dress again. You don't walk around in a rain suit with an umbrella and, 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 and rain shoes. You put those things away. It's time to put those things away because it's a different season. Does that make sense to you? You need to shift when there's a change. When there's a change of seasons, you need to prepare for that season. And you need to go with the season. When the sword of Zain falls, which is like a shimitar, and one thing ends and something new begins, you have to shift with that change. You see, you're moving into a new culture. 
The atmosphere has shifted. The climate has changed. The season of God demands a new culture. So you need to dress different. You need to live differently. You need to act differently if you're going to make it in this new season. The king is releasing his sword. It's time to stop being victims. I said it's time to stop being victims. You must now come into, the, come into and under the kingdom of Messiah. There's a change in seasons. The sword is the sword of time that brings judgment. It brings justice and it brings authority. This sword cuts and divides time. One thing is cut off, it's finished, it's done with. And then we go into the new start, the new season. If this is true, then now more than ever before, we need to come under theocratic, theocratic rule. Last year I told you that we had to learn and that we had to walk in the spirit. If you practiced walking in the spirit last year, this year you're ready to implement spiritual leadership, spiritual guidance, and spiritual direction. If you've been practicing listening to the voice of the spirit, you're ready to implement some things because he's going to lead you into some things, a new beginning, a new season. If you've been practicing walking by the spirit, you have an opportunity this year to take the growth lessons that you've learned listening and put them into practice. This is what it means to be spirit-led. This is what it means to be spirit-filled. Zain. I love that word, Zain. Zain is the sword, the sword of time. It is time to experience our king, Yeshua. It's time for us to know him as our king. And I want you to know, as you know him as king, you have to understand that he's equipped with the sword of his word and the sword of his spirit. And he's about to do something. It's time to experience our king. It's time for authority, dominion, and power. That is the sword. It's time for you and I, as believers, to begin to push back. You see, up until now, we haven't been required to do anything or not do much. But this is going to be a season of warfare, and you're going to have to learn how to push back. And you're going to have to learn how to take the spoils of war. We've been very good at fighting certain battles, and we fight them in prayer closets, and we fight them in secret, and that's what we were supposed to do last year. But this is a year that we come into the open, and we begin to fight these things in the arena where they're seen. And we need to go after the spoils of war. So understand the numbers. It's the day of the king. It's the sword of time. It's also the year of the double sword. This is the year, of the, last year was the year of the double doors, remember? Well, this year is the year of the double sword. Why? Because it's 7-7, seven, seven, 77. It's a double sword. It's 2016 going into 2017. For the Hebrew calendar, it's 5776 going into 5777. It's the time for the ecclesia, 
the called out ones, to appoint ambassadors to represent the king's countenance in every city. It's time now more than ever to be led by the Spirit, to be led by theocratic rule. In the book of Luke, the 10th chapter, the first verse, the Bible says, after, the, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Notice, before his face, he sent them before his face, they are being sent out as ambassadors. This year will be a year of sending out as ambassadors. This year will be a year of multiplication of churches. This year will be a multiplication of giftings. This will be a year of doing what you've been being prepared for. But we must be training others and we must prepare for growth where he's going to. I want you to catch this because it's really, really important. After the things the Lord, after these things, the Lord pointed 70 others also and sent them out two, be, two by two before his face to every city and every place where he himself was about to go. God's sending you out this year because he's about to go there. The number 70 is 7 times 10. 7 is the number of completion. 10 is the number of government. 70 times 10 or 70 is complete governmental order. This is a year of governmental order, completed governmental order. I don't know if you understand this, but God has been taking us, practicing us, working us. We work through finances. We've worked through organization. We've worked through human resource. We've worked through everything we could possibly have been working at, and now God says, I've got you to a place that no longer you're going to work, you're going to implement. No longer are you studying, no longer, but you, now you can implement some things because you've studied and you've gotten through the worst of it in the first five years. This is all God's design. It's his plan, okay? Establish my kingdom is what he's saying. He says, go out two by two before my face into every city. He says, I want you, and here's the thought behind that. I want you to go and establish my kingdom. Make an atmosphere that I will be comfortable to come into when I come. You see, God doesn't just show up. Can you understand that's why Pastor Bonnie is so dogmatic sometimes about how we worship and praise? Because God doesn't show up just because you want it and because you showed up. God shows up when we create an atmosphere for him. God shows up when we create the kingdom for him. So when we plan a celebration church, we're out there as an ambassador saying, hey, we're creating an atmosphere. We're creating a season, a place, a culture where God himself, when he comes, and he's about to come, he'll show up. Is anybody listening to me? We are ambassadors. We're part of the ecclesia sent for the purpose of establishing the kingdom of God before his face. Now, that's an amazing statement, before his face. What it really means is before his countenance or before his gaze. Now, I could only imagine gathering those 70 disciples around him, and all of a sudden, here Jesus is by the Sea of Galilee, and he looks up, and across the sea, he sees Capernaum. Two of those disciples catch his gaze, and they see what he sees. 
They see his countenance. And they head to Capernaum. He looks across and he sees the land of the Gadareans. He looks over here and he sees Tiberias. He looks back this way and there's Nazareth. And he looks this way and there's, he says, some of you are going to Jerusalem. These men would carry the countenance with them. And they'd represent him to the people. The book of Acts says about his own disciples, we take note of these men because we can see that they have been with Jesus. See, the Galileans were not the most well-educated. They were not the best spoken. These were not, these are not the people you choose if you're trying to build a great Fortune 500 company. But Jesus chose the foolish things. And he said, and the people said, we can see that there's something different about you because you've been with Jesus. And, and, and you know what? They all look just like him. I want you to understand something. This year you need to spend a lot of time with Jesus. But you also need to spend a lot of time with each other. God wants us to build a family. He still wants us to build our relationships and do this together. None of you can afford to do it alone. Those of you in leadership positions, you need to have at least one other that you're training with you. Everyone should have a Timothy under their wing or more. We need leaders. We need people that are being trained. It says here that they, that they carried his countenance. I want you to know something. People are going to see his gaze in your eyes. They're going to see what he sees in and through you. That is if you're constantly looking to him to see where and what he is saying and where he's leading. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Where is God calling us? Where is God calling you? Where is the Holy Spirit leading? Those are good questions to ask. When God reveals what he's doing, that's his invitation for us to join him. Some of us don't want to hear what God has to say. We're afraid because we're afraid to join him. The king is in the field and he's preparing to release his sword and he's preparing to release the ambassadors. And his ambassadors must catch his gaze. Now is not the time to do business as usual. Now is not the time to do church as usual. Everything we do must be laid down and must be able to be negotiable. Some of you are so set in your ways. This is just how it is. It's not the time to get hardened in your ways. It's the time to catch his gaze. What God prepared for us to do in 2016 now must be implemented. How many of you know that implementation is the hard part? This year the sword is going to drop. And something that may have, been, may have even been blessed in 2016 will get cut off in 2017. And God will say, I'm done with this. Look at what I'm doing. 
Look at what I'm looking at. Do what I'm doing. Move with what I'm blessing. Get into what God's blessing. Many of us have a problem with letting go of things. Anytime God shows up, we're like the guys that sh- on the, on the, on the uh, Mount of Transfiguration. We want to build a monument. We want to camp right there. Oh, this is wonderful. Let's just have church again. Let's do this. Some of you are going to be building buildings this year. But you know what the biggest problem is? Once you build the building, you want to camp there. Oh, this is, praise God, we're comfortable now. That's what happened in this church. For a while, we got comfortable. God blew us apart. He sent everybody out. He said, get out there into the highways and byways. We have, you know, 100 churches now. We have over 200 churches by the end of this year. Wilderness experience methods will not secure promised land opportunities. What has worked in the wilderness won't work in the promised land. The time, the time has come, guys. Let me tell you something. This is not going to be the same as last year. There's some things that are getting cut off this year. We're going into a different season, a different climate. If you think you can use what worked last year, this year, it's not going to work for you. Are you listening? Now, this is exciting. It's the time of the double sword. In the Hebraic calendar, 5777, 77 is the double sword. Seven is sword. It's the two-edged sword. Do you remember the passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, the 20th verse? It says, for all of the promises of God are in him, yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. In Hebrews 4 and verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. He says, My word is yes and amen. The two-edged sword, the word word two-edged is a Greek word, distomos. It means having a double mouth. The word of God takes two mouths. God says, yes, I will heal you, but it requires your mouth to say, amen, to activate it. The word of God releases the promise, but your agreement, your amen, activates the promise. Distomos. It's a two-edged sword. It has a sharp edge on each side. God is looking for a church. God is looking for a people that will get into alignment with him and get their confession in alignment with his promise so that their amen and his promise can be the two-edged sword that brings about his activity in the earth today. 5777 is the year of the sword of the king. So let's just review a little bit. The Ecclesia must establish and assemble and do kingdom business. The ambassadors must operate under apostolic authority. The church must proceed from his gaze. And we must take dominion with the two-edged sword. You know, there's many good things that you and I can do this year. But I'll tell you what. Where is his gaze? Good things is the enemy of 
great things. Good things is the enemy of best things. Good things is the enemy of God things. This year must be a year of listening to what God is saying and what God is saying yes to. And then our prayer is to hear and add our amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord, I hear what you're saying. Send me. Yes, Lord, I hear what you're saying. Amen to my life. And when we do that, we begin to operate with authority, kingdom authority. This year, we have to have kingdom authority. A message from the king, not a sermon from the pastor. We need a rhema word out of our pastor's mouth being propelled by the spirit of prophecy, not just the enticing words of men's wisdom. We need to come into our churches with a double-edged sword and say amen to what God is saying. We need to lead our people to say amen to God's yeses. The key, one of the key scriptures for this year is found in Psalm 149 and verse 6. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword be in their hand. Can I tell you something? This will be a year of high praise in our churches. We must make sure that our praises and our worship are at the highest level possible because it takes both the praises of God and the sword of the Spirit to accomplish what God wants to accomplish. We should make it a point to be in the praise and worship in our churches. Some of our pastors don't even go into their own praise and worship. They just walk onto the stage and give the word. Some of you don't come to church on time. You come late. You miss the praise and worship. The Bible says, let the high praises of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand. That's your victory this year. That's the victory for the church this year. But not only should we be in the praise and worship, we should be saying amen to God's yeses. Amen. You know, when a man of God gets up and he preaches a good word and he gives you a promise, that's why you should be saying amen. amen. You're saying yes to his yes. You see, if God speaks a word to you about your family, or your business, or a situation in the city, or the nation, or the church. Come into his presence. Come into his sanctuary and proclaim that word back to him. That's saying amen to what he's showing you, his yes. So let me just recap. I'll close here for tonight. We must understand the numbers. Number two, we have to understand the time of the king. The time of the king. Seasonal prayer for this year in the time of the king is thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's time to come under kingdom rule, theocratic government, a kingdom mindset, a kingdom operation. Third, we have to understand the sword of time. It's a season for the king to judge time. This is stopping and this is beginning. And that can be both negative and positive. But there are some things that have been negative in your life that are stopping. They're stopping. 
And there are things that have been a season in your life, and they're over, and there's a new beginning. We have to understand that. And then finally, the year of the double sword. We must execute our diplomatic mission as the ecclesia and the ambassadors of the kingdom. It's time for the kings and the priests to come together and execute their diplomatic mission. I'm not here, and I don't want anybody to be here to do church or to play church. We're here to be the church. God wants us to go two by two with the gaze of our master. We're going ahead of him to make things right for him so that when he shows up, he'll stay. You see, there's a difference between visitation and habitation. We want God to stay, not just visit. We want God to stay and not just visit. Last year, 5776, the king was in the field. But now, in 5777, it is the year that he will release his sword in the land. It is the day of the king. God bless you. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.